Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Greg Locke. We talk about three things here, and you know them well. Faith, family, and politics. And let me just say right at the beginning of the show that one of the hot-button criticisms that I get literally, did I say literally, every single day is why don't pastors stay out of politics? Can I just say this? We are in the mess that we are in because pulpits and pastors and churches have stayed out of politics. Everybody wants to throw up the separation of church and state, which is not, let me repeat, which is not in the Constitution. However, here is what I want you to understand. It is not that preachers can't be involved in politics. It was to keep the government out of the pews, out of the pulpits, and out of the lives of what pastors were teaching their people. I believe pastors need to be involved in the process. I believe our people need to know the issues, and they need to know the people that they are voting for. Let me just say something about pastors in politics because I think this is so important. Even a lot of pastors say, well, what you ought to do is just preach the gospel. I preach the gospel and I preach against corrupt politics and politicians because they're not mutually exclusive, okay? It's not I can only preach on one or the other. I preach on both because here's the facts, ladies and gentlemen. If we do not expose corrupt politics in the United States of America, we're not going to have a platform from which to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I think it's very important. If you go through the Old Testament, if you go through the New Testament, you will never, ever, ever show me one preacher worth his salt that did not call out corrupt politicians and corrupt politics in his day. Do you realize that Jesus was not crucified because of what he did? Jesus Christ was crucified. He was slain because of what he said. He even called the leader, the official of his day, a sly fox. Do you know why John the Baptist was beheaded? Not because he was just a soft-pedaling preacher that walked around and said, well, I just want you to know that God loves everybody and accepts you just the way you are. No, he called a crooked politician a fornicator, and they cut the man's head off. Look at Elijah. He looked at Ahab and Jezebel, the most wicked king and queen of their day, and he said, you and your father's house have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and you have brought the judgment of God upon us. And so we got to get away from this idea that pastors need to stay out of politics. Okay, look, this is a political show. I know we talk about faith, family, and politics, but we talk a little bit more about politics because it's the hot-button issue of our day. If you want to just stick with my preaching, then go over to Pastor Greg Locke. Go to globalvisionbc.com. Come to one of our services live and in living color, and you can hear the preaching of the Word of God. But on, on point, you're going to hear about politics. I think it's important. The church has gotten to a place where it has been silenced into a corner. Our silence has become our compromise, and it's time that we speak out. So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Look, we're still dealing with all this COVID-19 coronavirus stuff, and I was just reading the other day, both on the internet, on Twitter, and in the newspaper, which people still read them, and uh, they're talking about all these prisoners. We're not talking about five or ten. We're talking about thousands of prisoners all over the United States, okay, criminals, people that have offended and they're in jail, and our church works with a lot of people that have been in and out of prison, so I get it, but they are letting them out for fear that they're going to catch COVID-19. And you have people that uh, are having salons reopening and restaurants reopening and pastors going to jail simply because they are defying the stay-at-home orders, as it were. And you have prisoners that are being released. And what we're finding now is at a very alarming rate, they are reoffending and getting arrested again for nonsense because they're being let out because of the COVID-19 scare. It is ludicrous what we are dealing with in the day and age in which we live. Can I say something that's going to tick a lot of people? 
people off, okay? I'm just letting you know right at the offset. Let the kids go out of the room. Listen to me. There is a difference between safety and compliance. Say it again louder, Pastor, for the people in the back. There's a difference between safety and compliance. This is no longer about safety issues. This is about are we going to comply? Are we going to listen to the governing authorities? You can't even get on an airplane now without wearing a mask. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm getting ready to take a flight, and I thought about having a mask made up that says, Jesus is king and Trump is president. Okay, they'd probably let me take it off very, very quickly, but everywhere we go, why aren't you wearing a mask? We talked about that in the last broadcast, because it is America, and so they're releasing prisoners and arresting good, upstanding citizens because they're trying to go to work to feed their family. Now, on the heels of all that, did you read where L.A. County, okay, I'm going to let you get in on this in just a moment, Brian, because you just came out here uh, to work for us, and you know a little bit about L.A. L.A. County is now going to extend the stay-at-home orders for three more months after this month. We're talking about June, we're talking about July, and we're talking about August. Three more months of people staying at home, churches not being open. It is going to destroy the small business empire. There's no doubt about it. And listen, Los Angeles is already a crap fest, okay? It's already a mess. Homeless population has exploded, and now for three more months. Tell us a little bit about some of the things going on out there, Brian, because you're in living color. You just moved from there to this particular area. Well, I I can just say that L.A. County is one of the biggest disasters (laughs) of a place that I've ever lived in my life. I mean, it's overcrowded. Yeah. Uh, People really don't care about they're homeless citizens. Mm. I mean, their idea of caring is letting them do whatever they want. Right. Just let them plop a tent down here. I mean, the streets are littered with trash. I mean, it, it's just... Are there seriously like needles laying around everywhere like people are always saying? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Especially goodness. on Skid Row. If you go downtown LA, you're thinking, oh, I'm going downtown LA. This is going to be exciting. This is amazing. And when you get down there and you see the condition of downtown, you're horrified. <laughs> it's like you're living horrified. in a trash heap. It's horrified. You're horrified. It feels like you're, it's like another country. And so when I went out there to work in West Hollywood, um, you know, it's, it's just a whole nother ball game. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, it's bottom line. It's liberal politics run, run awry there. Um, people don't care. Mm. People, they just don't care. And, and, and there's some good churches out there. You know, I was out there, I was going to Chad Beach's church and, and a bunch of different people's, uh, churches just checking them out. There's some good Christians out there and, and what's going on out there right now. I mean, if listen, I'm going to segue real quick. You know, there's so many uh, Hollywood actors that I met that are huge, famous actors mm-hmm. that are having to pretend like they're liberal in yeah. order to keep their job. And yeah. we're talking about people who are like A-list actors. They've had a gut full of it. Yeah, they, and so they, they, they keep it. Or you might be able to get away with saying you're a libertarian or an independent. Right. I mean, if you just kind of slide <laughs> under the radar, hey, hey, guys, I'm not exactly Republican. Yeah. Or, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm not exactly Democrat. Uh, but you know, it's just one of those things where they try to stay safe and keep their job and keep the work flowing mm-hmm. and they don't want to lose their fan base because it's so vitriol. Oh, and there's no doubt on, man. So yeah, man, it's just a mess out there, man. But thanks for asking. So three more months though. I mean, that's ridiculous. Can you imagine what it's going to do to all businesses, but much less the small businesses, but on the idea of Hollywood. So I'm reading the other day where some of the Hollywood elites, okay, some of the Hollywood elites have now come out and they said, you know what? We are not going to go in the studio and we're not going to do any more movies until Trump 
is out of office. And I'm thinking, hallelujah, let's give some other people an opportunity. Give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. And I think this is one of the best things that could ever happen. What about you, man? Man, I'm telling you right now, that would be the, a dream come true because then <laughs> a whole other industry. Yeah. So I'm begging you right now, please. Yeah. Please boycott. I mean, we don't want no more of that garbage. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing? That filth. Yeah. That's how they train us. That's how they educate us in yeah. the movie theaters, man. Yep. And so if they can stop that and then another movement can arise. Right. Heck yeah. It's like all the people Boycott. that said, well, you if Trump it. gets to be president, we're going to move out of the country. Not a one of them's moved yet. Are Not you kidding me? Time. I would love for them to move. We can take up a love offering right here on the On Point program and send them on down the road. Absolutely ridiculous. We're going to do no movies until Trump is out of office. Well, it's going to be a long four years, ladies and gentlemen, because I believe he is getting back in. But uh, I tell you, strange days, strange days for sure. Unbelievable some of the things that we are facing, some of the criticism, some of the backlash that we are getting in the, get it, United States of America. I remember my grandfather used to say, Greg, there's coming a day that America is no longer going to look like America. Well, we're living in that day where, number one, it not only doesn't look like America, it just doesn't feel American anymore. It feels like we're under some kind of communism. And uh, I've had a gut full of socialism, I'll tell you that. All it took was a little bit of COVID-19 to show us how bad things really really could be. Thank God for the freedoms that we have. We've got to fight for them. We have to stand up for them. We said on the last broadcast that we've raised a generation of people that actually believe if you stand up and fight and speak up for your freedoms that you are selfish. No, you're not selfish. You're American. We cannot lay down. Now, you know in the Old Testament, okay, let's get a little preacheristic if we can, a little pastoral. In the Old Testament, when the younger generation came into the land that flowed with milk and honey, you know what the problem was? They didn't appreciate what God gave them because they fought none of the battles to get into the land that flowed with milk and honey. And so they just let the whole thing go to pot. They just let it rot, kind of like the L.A. County situation that we just talked about. So here's where we are in America. We've raised a generation of people that have never fought for their freedoms. They never shed blood for their freedoms. They know very few people that have. And so because of that, they think that America is just this great, big, huge melting pot of leftist liberalism. And it's no big deal. Who cares about your rights? Who cares about your freedoms? Just stay inside, wear a mask, do what the government tells you, because big government and socialism is best. And they take for granted what we have and what we're giving away because they never fought for it. And a generation that has never fought for something doesn't appreciate what they have. I hope I am making sense, ladies and gentlemen. I have a pastor, just before I did the broadcast today, I have a pastor that texted me and he said, look, we've got this stay-at-home order. He is actually still remaining to have services in Los Angeles County, in the, the L.A., Hollywood area, and they have been giving him all sorts of trouble. And he's like, look, we don't know what to do. We're just going to keep having services. He's like, would you be willing to fly out here and fill the building up with social media followers and preach? And absolutely, I would. I'm telling you, it is time that we fight. It is time that we push back against this illegal, literally illegal nonsense. Just this morning, a pastor, another pastor called me from Maryland, and he said, we still been having services. He said, the sheriff's department came out this past weekend. They didn't bother us. They stood right on the porch, and he said, do you know what we have right on? on the front door of our church. He said, we have a great big blown up copy of the Constitution. He said, it is the very thing that allows us to meet. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you remember uh, Martin Luther back in the 1500s, you have the Reformation. He goes up to the castle in Wittenberg and uh, on October the 31st of all days, he nails the 95 thesis to the door and the Catholic Church went nuts and he went rogue and rebelled against the Catholic Church. Well, I feel like, man, we're in the day and age in which we got to take the, uh, the Constitution, the 95 thesis and put it on the door of the church and say, that's the reason that we can meet. And by the way, even if we didn't have that, 
we're going to obey God rather than man. I have a constitution right here that supersedes anything else in the world. Our church has still been meeting, and guess what? We've grown uh, substantially. I mean exponentially because people are tired of the nonsense, letting prisoners out and putting preachers in jail, letting prisoners out and putting salon directors in jail. This is ridiculous. Three more months, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Now, you mark my word. I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet, but I'm going to get a little bit political. There's going to be another resurgence of the coronavirus right before the election in November. I can promise you a dollar to a donut, whatever that means. My grandmother used to say it, but I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be another resurgence because they want to keep us home and they want people to mail in their ballots. And here's what's magically, miraculously going to happen. Just like it does every election year in the state of Florida, they're going to say, oh my goodness, we've found a whole lot of ballots that we didn't even know were there. They are trying to rig this election. Believers, preachers, patriots, God's people, whoever you are, I don't care what side of the aisle you are on, it is time we stand up and it is time that we speak out in the day and age in which we live because they are just seeing how much are they willing to take. Well, I hope you've had a gut full of it because I've absolutely had a gut full of it. Every tweet, every Facebook, every newspaper, every program, every national as well as every local station every day. What are they talking about? COVID-19, 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 COVID-19. That's all they talk about. You know why? Because it's the very thing that they are using to hurt us in the corner like a bunch of rats, ladies and gentlemen. And if you cannot see the bigger picture, then you have your head in the sand like an ostrich and you are not paying attention. I tell our church, get your nose out of the newspaper and stick it in the good word of God. This is not about safety. This is about compliance. And it's time that we let them know that we're going to comply with our constitutional right. So look, guys, I know that is a mouthful, and there's a thousand things that we could talk about for the rest of the broadcast, but let me just say something about the broadcast. Actually, our studio is being revamped this week, and so you're going to be seeing some wonderful changes, and uh, it's going to be beautiful. I'm telling you, we are really hoping and praying that this podcast goes a long ways. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio. We are getting out there. So for people that aren't necessarily watching the video, you can listen to it when you're going to work. You can listen to it when you're jogging, working out, wherever you are. The on Point Show with Pastor Greg Locke. It is so exciting. The last podcast that we put out, Facebook actually took it down after it had about 70,000 views. Then we put it back up the next day, re-premiered it, and you guys not only watched it, you shared it, had over 160,000 views. I want you to watch this one. I want you to share this one, and I want you to get it out there because the On Point with Pastor Greg Locke show is an important show where we're going to talk about three things, ladies and gentlemen, faith, family, and politics. We'll see you next time.